Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I really have uh, for you what can rightly be called an unexpected message. Okay, I've got an unexpected message for you already. How so? Well, I mean, let's face it, 2020 has been unexpected. It, it really has, hasn't it? It's been unexpected. This year has just been an unexpected year. I think we can all agree about this. We all had our plans coming into 2020. I know I have my plans coming into 2020. And wow, how do them plans look now, you know? The plan, <laughs> what plans did you have coming into 2020 that may have been adjusted? We had said, what, we do this, we do that, then bam, everything changed, right? Uh, I know that we weren't expecting to do a podcast in 2020. Well, <laughs> you may be listening to me right now via podcast. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to have to deal with a sinkhole in our parking lot here at Bethel had the big sinkhole. I gave a message about that a few months ago. Wasn't expecting to spend tens of thousands of dollars in streaming equipment. Had to do that. Wasn't expecting it. Wasn't expecting to shut down services, uh, in-person services for seven months this year. Wasn't expecting to stream on YouTube this year. Wasn't expecting to do multiple funerals via YouTube. That was not something that I expected to do this year in 2020. Wasn't expecting to have to have masks and be socially distant. Wasn't expecting to have to delay the college trip to Israel that I was planning this summer. The list goes on and on and on. And here's the interesting, <laughs> interesting thing about this list. I'm going to tell you something. I wrote this message. It took me most of Sunday and Monday of this week to write this message. So I wrote this message Sunday and Monday, and by late Monday night, I finished it and actually brought it into my office Tuesday morning just to go ahead and have it here. It was completely done. And then a hurricane hit Atlanta. Are you kidding me? Come on, a hurricane hit Atlanta. Are you serious? Like, really? <laughs> of all, all the unexpected things, I wrote on my paper about all the unexpected things. I did this Sunday and Monday, y'all. I didn't know. I wasn't watching the weather. All the unexpected things going on in 2020, and then, uh, sure, a hurricane hits Atlanta. I mean, we're, we're a beachfront community. You'd expect, of course. Of course, a hurricane's going to knock out a million people for power, and a million and a half people in Atlanta, of course. You know, we're right on the ocean, right? No, last I checked, we're kind of far from the ocean. Over a million, a million and a half people knocked out of power from a hurricane in Atlanta, this far inland. That's just Unbelievable. For sure, very much unexpected. Uh, I remember back maybe, uh, I don't know, sometime in the 90s when Opal hit, but it's like, but before that, I've never experienced anything like that since then. 
I know that I, I still don't have uh, electricity at my home. I was quite happy to come to the temple, actually, here. It's like, wow, okay. And I, I was rationing my, my, my smartphone. It's like, oh, gosh, how many, what percent do I have left? I know none of you can relate. Listen, so, <laughs> the society we live in today, right? So, some of these unexpected things are good things. Some of these unexpected things are not so good. Okay, you know, that, that, that's... That's how life is, right? But man, it just seems like 2020 has had a disproportionate number of unexpected things, a lot of unexpected things. And, and I've never seen a season in life where this scripture seems to apply more. If you have your word, you can turn to the book of Yaakov, the book of James, please, chapter five or your, your Bible, your smartphone. I know we took the Bibles out of the pews for now. But that's okay, you have your smartphones, or if you brought a physical Bible, that's great. They still work too. Uh, and, and they don't take up data. <laughs> that's right, they don't need batteries. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, teenagers are like, what? What's that? <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, okay, James chapter 5. I've never, think about this. And as I reflect upon this, you know, I, I really think, Sam, that this. I've never seen a season where this scripture more applies than it seems like 2020, the season that we're in. Think about this relative to everything that we've gone through. James chapter 5, starting in verse 13, it says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. What is your life? For you are a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Ooh, boy, man. Does that not apply to today? I mean, are you serious? It's just like so unbelievable right now and everything that we've been going through. Amen. You know, people talk about, as we read about James saying, hey, listen, people, if, if you say, well, I'm going to be going to this town or going to that town, going to this town or going to that town. I know I had plans in 2020 to go into this town or that town. I had plans to go to a lot of different towns in 2020 from, from everything to board of, board of director meetings of some nonprofits I'm on to Messiah Conference to other events and conferences and, and things like this. And what happened? I haven't been on a plane in seven months. This is the longest I've not been on a plane in my life. Probably a lot of you haven't been on as many planes or, or traveled as much as you might typically do, even if it's too, uh, not, not too far away. Even if you've traveled some, it's, it's probably not as much as it typically would be. And do you hear the charge of Yaakov in the book of James here? See, it's, it's not that you can't, if you listen carefully to what he's saying, it's not that you can't anticipate what you will be doing in the future. It's that, you, it's that we can't be so arrogant as to think that you know what's coming. <laughs> Hello, we don't know what's coming. I, I thought I had to, you know, listen, no, I'm the rabbi here. Thank you very much. I'm the rabbi and, and, uh, and I can make my tie do really fun things like this. Look at that. Wow. I'm the rabbi, and, and surely I would know what's coming. I mean, don't I have that red phone right to God? Hello, God. <laughs> it's the rabbi. <laughs> Just so you know, when God speaks to me, he doesn't call me rabbi, <laughs> which literally means teacher. 
my teacher. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's my rabbi. That's my rabbi up there. You know, listen, I'm your rabbi here on this earth, but that's, that's, our, that's all of our rabbi, right? Rabbi Yeshua for sure. And, uh, and, and we can't be so arrogant as to think that we know what's coming. Always allow for the Lord to, to throw you a curveball. Curveballs come in all shapes and sizes. I hate to bring up a baseball reference. Oy, 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 oy. Yeah, for that matter, just with the chaos of the world, always know that you are in God's hands. Yeah, thank you, Lord is right. And, and, and we got to expect the unexpected some. The unexpected's going to happen. It's just amazing to me. I wrote this message Sunday and Monday. It was so interesting when I was uh, uh, contemplating. I, I told my son uh, on Wednesday or, or Thursday, I'm like, man, I'm glad I got my message done early this week because I don't even have any power. I usually do my message from my home office. I still don't have power in my home, you know, so it's like my, my stuff, you know, died out, if you will, and, and so, but thankfully, you know, I had, I didn't know I was expecting the unexpected, but I was expecting the unexpected. I had prepared ahead of time, and we have to anticipate a little bit of this. Unexpected, unexpected, unexpected. You never know what's going to happen in life. You never know what's going to happen in life. I'm going to tell you a story now that uh, I don't think I've ever told this story before. It's a completely true story, but it's, uh, it's an interesting story. Okay, the unexpected. I remember when I was in the YMJA, the Young Messianic Jewish Alliance, and I was speaking at Messiah Conference up in Pennsylvania. And uh, some of you were in the YMJA. You remember the YMJA days, of course. And, um, and I was speaking to a group of teenagers. And these were junior and senior high that I was speaking to. So there were probably, I don't know, 80 or 100 13 to 18-year-olds in front of me. Your age, you know, just kind of, but all sitting in front of me. I remember this in the room. They were all sitting in folding chairs. I can see everything in my mind's eye, but I was young. I was just starting to do a lot of these conferences, or I was still, I was still maybe in my early 20s. Uh, and so these young people were not that much younger than me, and I had not had that much experience yet. And uh, leading youth events, which I did for many years, of course, and conferences and stuff. And so I had my teaching. Man, and I prepared for my teaching, uh, Eliana. I mean, I, I really planned for it because you teach at Messiah Conference, it's a big deal. And there was like, I guess, at 80 teenagers, and you have a chance to make a difference in their life. So I spent a lot of time preparing, working on it, figuring out exactly what I was going to be doing, how I was going to be saying it, you know, how I could connect to these young people, to these teenagers. Teenagers, you know, have a reputation of being a little bit hard to connect to sometimes, and, and, but Okay, I'd, I'd really worked that. I'd, I'd, I was a youth leader. I, was, I had Dara's job. I was the youth leader here at Bethel at the time as well. So I was used to working with teenagers. But anyway, so, so I got there, and I'm, I'm doing my teaching, man, and I'm, I'm giving it. You know, I'm teaching, and I'm really going for it. And I think, oh, yeah, I think I'm starting to connect with these teenagers. And I think I've got to, you know, remember, I'm just like 22 myself, 23. Now I'm going to do the, the teaching. I'm feeling good about it, you know. And, and, and then suddenly, suddenly, Somebody, this, this young man, he was 13 or 14 years old, on the very front row, right about where you guys are sitting, right? On the very front row, just stands up right in the middle of my teaching and stays right there. So he doesn't stand up and you know, go around and go to the restroom or something out the door. 
He just stands up right where he's at. And I'm continuing to teach, and I'm, I'm going, and I'm thinking, I'm connecting, I'm connecting, I'm connecting. This is good. I'm getting my point across. But this dude is just standing right there on the front row. He's just standing there. And, and, and then, of course, you start thinking in your head, what's this kid doing? What's this? It's just kind of weird. He just stood up facing me, just stood up there. And I'm thinking, this is really odd. And I'm teaching, and I'm teaching, I'm teaching. I'm, and I'm thinking, what is this kid just standing there for? And then the young man yeah, then proceeds to... <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. Listen, this is, this is one of these messages that my mom probably would say, oh, son, no, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> She's watching from heaven right now saying, son, what do you tell that story for? Son, no, no, son, you don't, don't, this is going on the internet, son. Don't be telling this. Okay, I mean, I mean we're talking about, I mean, it was, and, and, and there I was, and, and I'm, the, I'm the, the leader of all these kids. I'm the oldest one in the room, and, and there he just goes right there, right in the middle of my teaching. You know, you talk about <laughs> unexpected. This was unexpected, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, oh, uh-huh, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, and, you know, what do you do? Because you're in your middle of your teaching, but yet the kid, he's saying, and, and, and then he stops, and, and I said, oh, you know, son, you should probably go to the restroom. And, and he says, yeah, yeah. And so, but, but of course, at that point, all 80 or 100 teenagers that were in their media, I mean, you, you talk about every one of them woke up for sure, and they're, like, they're all watching like, OMG, what just happened? Are you serious? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And, oh, wow, that was gross. Okay, you, you, you understand. It's like, I'm trying, I was trying to get, and so then he slowly walks to the side of the aisle, and, and slowly walks back, and, and, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this, this is really <laughs> this is throwing a wrench into my, my old teaching, that's for sure. And I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's just, it just totally kind of easy to put you off your game. And then, and then he goes, and he goes to the back, and, 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 and finally I'm like, okay, and I think, okay, i got to get, take attention off this poor kid. He's embarrassed, I'm sure. So I then continue on with my teaching, you know, even though it's kind of, hmm. And so, and so I can try to continue on with the teaching as best I can. And, and, but, but I'm watching, I'm watching as I'm going, and everybody's finally looking back at me. And when I'm watching this guy, and right about two steps from the back door, he stops. Yeah, and there he goes again. Okay, there he goes again. God bless this poor kid. And it's like everybody in the whole room just turned around to look at this kid in the back. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what has just happened here? What has just happened? This is an absolutely true story. I can't make this stuff up, okay? And again, please forgive me if, if you were at all <laughs> offended by that. But all the work I had done to prepare for that message was kind of out the door. It was unexpected. That was very unexpected. All the work I had done, what was that? I mean, let me tell you. I, I can tell you what they remembered from that class. <laughs> Okay, but, but you can't let that stop you. You just have to adjust and move on. You just have to adjust and move on. That, that's what you got to do. It's the only thing you can do. Now, I know what some of you were thinking because I know you. I love you, but I know you, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Rabbi Kevin, is there a chance that this kid's actions was just a reflection of your teaching? And the answer is no, okay? Listen. <laughs> My resounding answer is no, and shame on you for even thinking that. Come on, people. That give me a little bit of credit here. 
No, it was not because of my teaching. That is not the reason. It's a resounding no. And, and, and how confident I am of that, how confident. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm very confident. And I'll even show you why scripturally. Oh, Acts chapter 20, if you'd like to turn to it. Acts chapter 20. In Acts chapter 20, we read about Rabbi Shaul Paul the Shaliach, who was in Troas, which is in modern-day western Turkey. Uh, and, uh, and he was teaching and preaching there in western Turkey. And, of course, he went all over that, that part of, of Asia and, and, uh, and Europe. And it's kind of right across the, the bay from Greece there. And, uh, and he was teaching and preaching in this city. And something interesting happened here that I, I've, I've never heard preached on, but it relates very much to this whole point. And so this will be the first time I've ever preached on it or ever heard anybody <laughs> preach on this. So let's hear about Rabbi Shul, Paul the Shaliach. When he was preaching, let's hear what happened. Thank you very much. Acts chapter 20, starting in verse 7. Now, on the first day of the week, we gathered to break bread. Paul was talking with them. Intending to leave the next day, so he prolonged his speech, or his message, his, uh, till midnight. Wow, he was going, man. There were many lamps in the upper chamber where we were meeting. Now a young man named Eutychus was sitting in a windowsill, sinking into a deep sleep as Paul kept on talking. Overcome by sleep... He fell from the third story and was picked up dead. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, my friends, uh, something to say here. Brothers and sisters, no matter how not good you may think that my preaching is, <laughs> my gosh, it never killed anybody. I just want to go on record as saying this here. This is, <laughs> this is Rabbi Shaul. This Paul the Shaliach here. Thank you very much. I feel much better about myself now. I, 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 all I got to say is, look, this is right in the Bible here. I'm not making this stuff up. I told you. I've never heard this preached on before. My messages are, 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 are shorter now than they used to be. But, but even, even so, if you've ever thought that my messages were a little bit long, well, according to Acts chapter 20, Paul kept on talking till midnight. So we're just getting going here, really, is what I'm saying, right? I think Eutychus would have loved my preaching. Thank you. <laughs> I like Rabbi Kevin, man. I want to go to that place, man. Enough of this Rabbi Shaul stuff. Listen, in any case, this was very unexpected. This was very unexpected. What happened? I mean, you can just imagine, if you will. I mean, this is a true story. We have to imagine, picture in our mind's eye, the scene when Paul was trying to preach and teach, and he was sharing about the Lord, and he was imparting wisdom and, 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 and the word of the Lord to these people uh, in, in Troas here. And then suddenly, suddenly, it's, it's not funny, the, the young man fell asleep because he was going on. You know, the, the guy was preaching a long time, and he fell out of the window on the third floor and, and died. I mean, th this, is, this is unexpected, but, but my friends, even people strong in the faith like Paul had things thrown at them that were infinitely unexpected. You know that Paul didn't think to himself, well, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> no, he did not think that, right? He did not think that in any way, shape, or form. He didn't, he didn't see that coming a mile away. He would have never guessed in a million years that that was about to happen. And yet, this was Paul. Okay, think about us. We're not Paul. Okay, how do we react when such things happen? How do we react when the unexpected happens in our life? 
Because my, my friends, the unexpected does happen. Well, remember what we read a little bit earlier, part of the key is starting off not thinking that you hold tomorrow in your hands. See, part of being able to deal with the unexpected is to understand that we don't hold tomorrow in our hands. See, if we really grasp that we don't hold tomorrow in our hands, it makes us better able to adapt to the unexpected because my friends, the unexpected will come because you do not hold tomorrow in your hands. We know who holds tomorrow in his hands and it is the God, amen? amen. He holds tomorrow in his hands. So we have to rely on him. Now, of course, you may be wondering, wow, that's an amazing story, uh, Rabbi Kevin, and I, I get your point, but wow, Eutychus, man, that's tough, man, poor Eutychus, true. How did Paul react, though? How did Paul react? This is very interesting. How did Paul react? Pretty well, actually, pretty well. Paul reacted pretty well. Let's continue in this story, starting in verse 10 of Acts chapter 20, chapter 20, verse 10. So the, 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 the young man falls out of the the third floor, and dies, as the scripture says. Verse 10, but Paul went down, fell on him, and threw his arms around him. He said, don't be upset, for his life is within him. After he went back up and broke bread and ate, he talked with them a long while until daybreak, and then left. So they took the boy away alive greatly relieved. Wow, <laughs> what a story. What a, what a continuation of that story that is, talking about handling the unexpected. So what does Rabbi Shulpal the Shuliach do? Just like Elijah and Elisha in the Tanakh, if you read about that, he resurrected the kid from the dead. Okay, that's, that, that's how Paul reacted to the unexpected. I bet that the people who were there remember that more so than even anything that Paul would have been teaching about or preaching about that he thought was so important. <laughs> Resurrected the kid from the dead. I mean, absolutely amazing, obviously, and it's impressive enough, but one of the things I love about this story is it's so clear that Paul's a Jewish guy. How was that... <laughs> How's it clear that he was a Jewish guy? Bruce already knows what I'm going to say. Because right after he resurrects the, the kid from the dead, he goes to the Marietta Diner to get something to eat. That's what he does. <laughs> it, says, it says right he got back up and broke bread and ate. It's like, are you serious, Paul? Come on, man. I mean, because it was like 1 o'clock in the morning at this time. He's preaching. The kid, ah, the kid falls down. from. And he, oh, oh, and he lays down on the kid, resurrects him from the dead. And the scripture says he gets something. Hey, let's get something to eat, boys. <laughs> are you kidding? Let's go to the Marietta Diner. By the way, I love the Marietta Diner. I love the Marietta Diner. I tell you, I do. I'm a fan. I love their, they have great matzo ball soup there. You got to ask for them. You, you like that too, Shelly. The matzo ball soup at the Marietta Diner is fantastic. And, uh, and I always get that there. Uh, they also have a, they have a great cheesesteak also at the Marietta. We've eaten there before. Uh, we've had a good time there. Okay, so in any case, he got something to eat. <laughs> but then the scripture says, he preached on till sunrise. So, so he got something to eat, and then he kept preaching until sunrise. This is after all this happened. Are, are you kidding me? Okay, listen, I want to say this. All due respect, Paul, out of my league. Okay, listen, I'm in the AAA. 
guy, that guy's in the majors. He preaches till midnight. The guy falls out of the thing. He resurrects him from the dead. He goes to Mary at a diner. Then he preaches till sunrise. Or come on, man. It's like, don't, you know, don't embarrass all of us here in, in this role. I mean, th- that's just very, very impressive. It's one of the reasons why Paul, Rabbi Shaul, was such a great person, who he could handle the unexpected. He was moving, my friends, in the spirit. He was moving in the Ruach, right? He really was. He was, he was flowing in the spirit of God. And so because of that, even the most unexpected thing that you could possibly even imagine didn't seem to throw him. He, he, just, he just took it in stride. He took that in stride. It's, it's, it blows my mind when I looked at it that way. And this relates so much to where we're at today. But to state the obvious, most of us don't react with such fluidity when the unexpected comes. And that's understandable to a certain extent. Listen, we're, we're growing in our faith. But the point here is not to self-condemn. The point here is to say, let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow when it comes to the unexpected. And, and talking about it and thinking about it and understanding what helps us handle the unexpected is, will prepare us better for when that time comes. Because, hello, the unexpected happens. It happened in between when I wrote this message and right now. I mean, a big time unexpected happened. Sarah, as in Sarah, our mother, uh, along with Avraham, Avinu, Abraham, our father, Sarah was 90 years old, and Abraham was 100 when this happened. Genesis chapter 18. <laughs> Sarah was 90. Abraham was 100. Um, they had qualified for Social Security. <laughs> Long ago. <laughs> Genesis chapter 18. And this is uh, uh, the angel of the Lord that was speaking to Abraham, uh, potentially a theophany. Verse 10. Then he said, I will, the, the, uh, the heavenly being said, I will most surely return to you in about a year's time. Surprisingly, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. Sarah had stopped having the way of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, (laughs) saying, after I've grown decrepit, can I have have desire and, and my Lord so old? Then Adonai said to Abraham, why is it that Sarah laughed, saying, can I really give birth when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for Adonai? At the appointed time, I will return to you. In about a year, and Sarah will have a son. Okay, it doesn't always happen and work out this way, but if God told her, most 90-year-olds don't have kids, obviously, but if God said it, God said it, we have to be mindful of ourselves, even if an unexpected thing is a good thing, even if it's a good, this was a good thing. But we have to be mindful of ourselves even in this case when the unexpected thing is a good thing. Here it was that Sarah was going to have a baby at such an old age. And her reaction was, <laughs> I think her reaction was actually quite normal. When I think about it, I mean, honestly, and, and maybe, maybe it's because of my own lack of faith. Uh, and, and this is why this, this is in here, to teach us. But I think her, her response of like, oh, she's going to have a baby in, in, in a year and she's not... <laughs> Are you, 
I mean, come on. It would make most people laugh. You got to admit that. It's a very natural reaction. Uh, But at the same time, it discounted what God can do. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? It's so interesting because a 90-year-old giving birth seems crazy. I mean, it seems ridiculous, actually. I mean, uh, um, even, even by today's standards, I mean, people are having kids. I think the record is in late 60s or something. It's early 70s. Somebody had a, something done, and, and they had a child. Okay, but, but still, we're talking about 90 years old. I mean, this, this, is, just, this is just beyond what we... But, the, but as crazy as it seems, and, as, and it does, it seems just totally ridiculous. At the same time, is anything too difficult for the Lord? And if you look at it from those terms... Okay, hold on. The creator of the universe said this was going to happen. The creator of everything said it's going to happen. Well, if you look at it from that perspective, then <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Ninety-year-old woman—that's nothing. God, God could do anything He wants. He created the universe. He could change the laws of of, of whatever. <laughs> gerontology i don't even know <laughs> he can change whatever laws he wants to do whatever he wants to do it's so interesting is anything too difficult for the lord are you hearing this are you hearing this is anything too difficult for the lord even in, in unexpected times even in unexpected times okay it might be a good thing that god has in store for you like he did for sarah and abraham but you need to be in a mindset to receive the unexpected blessing. It's also unexpected. Sometimes if God knows that he can trust you with an unexpected blessing, he will give you an unexpected, uh, unexpected blessing. You know, I know that everybody's like, yeah, I like that part of the message. That's a good one. I'll take that. Rabbi, keep preaching that one. I like that. That's a wonderful thing. I, yes, give me an unexpected blessing, Lord. I'll take the unexpected blessing. Okay, okay, all right, great. Well, I, Lord, I pray. I know all of you are feeling this way. Okay, Lord, I pray for everybody here and everybody watching an unexpected blessing. Lord, bring, bring it to us, whatever it is, right? But you see, but we have to have, oh boy. <laughs> but we have to have the attitude that we can flow with it, whatever the unexpected is, good or not so good. Let's turn to the book of Job Mm. <laughs> wow, your reaction right there was awesome. I gotta tell you, it was like the message was going so good, Rabbi. I had given you like a, a like on the on, on my mental YouTube channel until you said Job. Okay, sometimes the unexpected is not good. Consider Job. Job chapter one. Yeah. Did you have to go there, Rabbi? I was just enjoying the message so much. Job chapter one, listen to this. Listen, this is part of the word of God and was to say it was unexpected is an understatement. This was definitely unexpected for for Job, who was a wonderful man of God. Hear me, Job was a man of God. Job was a faithful man of God. This wasn't a pagan or a heathen or a bad person. This was perhaps the greatest person who was living on the planet at the time. Job chapter one, this is what happened to him. Verse 13. Mm. (sighs) One day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job saying, 
The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing near them when the Sabbateans attacked and carried them off. They also killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone escaped to tell you. Job was a wealthy man. While this one was still speaking, another came in and said, the fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and servants. It has consumed them. And I, I alone escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another came in and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and raided the camels and took them all away. They also killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another came in and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine at their oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind came from beyond the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on the young people and they died. And I, only I alone, escaped to tell you. Then Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground, and worshiped. Then he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return there. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Adonai Natan, Va'adonai lakach, Yehishem Adonai mevarach. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he cast reproach on God. Wow, I read that and it's incredibly humbling. It's perhaps the ultimate unexpected. And, wow, Job was a good man. Job's reaction here is legendary. I can't, I, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. But his response was to worship. His response was to worship. My gosh, Job was special. Job was special. We're so fickled. We can be so shallow. Friends, when the unexpected comes, how will you react? Yes, we know that in the end, the end of the story for Job turned out quite well. Of course, in the end, we know that God restored double everything that Job had. But Job didn't know that at the time. He just knew unexpected, immeasurable pain. But how he reacted was indicative of his walk with God. It was unshakable. See, my friends, we need to have unshakable faith. Unshakable faith. Which makes what Yeshua said totally make sense in Matthew 
chapter 7. Let's hear the words of our Messiah, Matthew 7, verse 24. Yeshua says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and the hurricane came. It doesn't say that. (laughs) And beat against that house. And yet it did not fall for its foundation had been built on the rock. Friends, by definition, the unexpected comes when you are not anticipating it. So oftentimes it's hard to prepare for the unexpected, but you have to. And the way to prepare for the unexpected is to build your house upon the rock. That's the way you prepare for the unexpected because you don't exactly know what the unexpected is going to be by very definition. But the way to prepare for it is by putting your house on the rock because in life, Rain will fall. Floods will come. <laughs> I had it in my original message. Winds will blow. <laughs> and the criteria upon which it is determined if your house will stand or not is its foundation. My goodness, this is amazing for this week in particular. Its foundation determines whether or not that house is going to stand or not. And that leads us back to acknowledging that God holds tomorrow in his hands. If we build our foundation on him, then we know that at the end of the day, it is God willing, right? You see the attitude? God willing. You hear some people say that as part of their traditional lexicon. 2020, my friends, will undoubtedly go go down as one of the most unexpected years ever if not the most unexpected year ever, right? But if you built your house on the rock that is Yeshua, then your foundation will not be shaken. And if you've been thrown a loop, my friends, if you've been thrown a loop by everything that's transpired, then I suggest turning to the rock that is higher than I. And all of us should have a humility in our lives, all of our big plans, right? And even if we don't always say the words, God willing, that expression, God willing, should be a part of who we are, a recognition that God is sovereign, that at the end of the day, it's his ballgame. And the more we recognize and we internalize this, the less we fear, the more we prosper, even when the unexpected comes. So, as you might expect, the title of my message today is Chopped Chicken Liver. Uh, no, just kidding. I know that I know that was a little unexpected, actually. <laughs> the real title is an unexpected message. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. 
To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, nine, nine.